Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci, the pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between, throwing it down. And uh, there's chaos uh, going outside uh, our window uh, right now. Uh, you know, there's gunshots, sirens, explosions, and uh, mini fires. Uh, but they're filming a movie, <laughs> so I don't know what movie. Uh, but they gave us a warning. I got a, I got a, uh, I got a memo. Stating, do not call the police if you see people with swords. There's going to be a car on fire and blah, blah, blah. They do a good job, though, of like, I can't really see it. I can hear it. And they've got like a big curtain up. And you know what? They they filmed that crap-ass Batman movie outside my place, too, which was the one. The really bad one. The Suicide Squad one. I'm a big Batman movie buff, but that movie sucked. I know they're making a new one, too, eh, with the Jared Leto guy, the Joker. Why? Why? <laughs> like, really? Like... You know what I mean? It's like, why? Uh, there's no reason for that. So, nevertheless, um, if you hear, like, explosions and sirens in the background, it's it's part of a movie set. All right, we're throwing it down. You know what's not a movie set? Tony Finn. <laughs> Tony Finn's not a movie set. Tony Finn's going to step up and in. And I understand we've got the pipeline issues uh, this evening. We had phone line issues on a Friday night a couple of weeks ago. Seems like uh, we're getting the short end of the stick at the end of the week. You know what I mean? It's Friday night. Everyone's gone. It's the middle of the night. Yang's alone in the pit. And, um, you know, system backlogged and stuff. And, you know, we've got to deal with it. But Yang, uh, getting the job done. We're getting our guest on. Uh, so we apologize for calling in. Uh, Yang's dealing with like three things in the pit. Phones are ringing off the hook evidently tonight as well since we opened up the pipelines last night. So we're not blocking your calls. Uh, but uh, it's a guest-only night uh, tonight. All right. We'll take your calls on uh, Sunday or Monday. Taking Tony Finn's call. All right, we talked. Uh, we talked about the election. We talked college football. Let's dedicate the second hour of the program to the NFL Football Friday. Let's roll. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. All right, Sports Rich. Late night continues. I'm Renzi. Friday night freak show. Heard another little uh, boom and explosion out there. As I stated, the film and a movie, but... You can't really see. They put up these, like, uh, curtains, like sort of porta curtains. And um, they filmed Suicide Squad right outside my window a couple of years ago, you know, five years ago, whatever it was, seven, whenever they did that stupid movie. It sucked, uh, the movie. But they did it, like, a lot of the scenes were, like, right on my street corner, right outside my window. It was pretty cool. I saw Margot Robbie and stuff hanging out there, like, outside my building (laughs) and uh, Will Smith and everything. So you could see them, but... When they shot the, the the scenes, they would put spotlights up in the opposite direction to blind you, right? Because they shut the, like, it's a Batman movie, so they didn't play around. They shut the street down and everything. They don't want you seeing it. So they shut the street down, but it couldn't stop me. Like, they were filming it, like, right in front of my building. So everyone in my building all went on the roof, right? <laughs> like, the whole, you can't see in a movie, but, like, the entire, like, street is just everyone on their roof, like, taking pictures and looking down and stuff. But they flash like these lights up to you can't really see what's going on, and same crap. They put these curtains up, so I know it's a pretty big production. I don't know what what they're doing out there. It's a Warner Brothers, but they've got the big curtains blocking people, uh, and also they don't want like gawkers in the background just looking. You know, you don't want like you know some chick walking her dog in the scene, right? So they they block everything off. Uh, so if you hear a loud boom or explosion, it's not me uh, cooking meth. All right, let's bring in, did we have Tony Finn? I believe we do. Um, And as we stated, great job, because we've had uh, problems with our phone line tonight, unfortunately. I was ready for some freaky calls, but Tony Finn's freaky enough for me. Tony Finn, wager talk. What's up, Tony? Am I I live? Can you hear me? You're live. Oh, you're live. This is as live as we get. Well, Unless we're in some parallel universe I don't know about. Maybe me cooking masks. It might be me cooking the math of a hearing explosion. So, just a disclaimer: you are in Vegas. It's a common, common occurrence. I would imagine I I... <laughs> a, lot, a lot of fires, a lot of explosions <laughs> well. uh, in Vegas. All right. So, listen. I talk. We talk college football with uh, one of your colleagues, an old friend of mine, uh, Steve Merrill, uh, in the first hour of the program. So, I want to focus in on NFL. Let's just jump in right away here. Indianapolis and Detroit. 
Indianapolis have played the softest schedule. I don't need to tell you, Tony. They played literally the softest schedule in the NFL. Um, I don't know how good they are. I don't think Phillip Rivers is very good, but I know they have a you know I know about their offensive line. Darius Leonard should be back uh, this week. I think Matt Patricia is an idiot, but I am a Matt Stafford fan, and I Kenny Galladay is real good as well. And you know, lines have been competitive this year. It's a big football game for both teams. Detroit win this game, they're actually starting to creep into a playoff conversation, or at least competing. Uh, you know, their season won't be shot, so to speak. What do you make of this game? Colts minus three right now. Well, we talked. We didn't get to talk last week, or I would have reiterated what you just said, and that is, I think the the Lions are better than people understand. They've blown some big leads, and and while they were fortunate, let's just be honest, they were fairly fortunate last week to come out on top. There's been a lot of fortunate teams against Atlanta. So, unfortunately, unfortunately for Carolina yesterday, that didn't happen. But uh, Leonard, listen, the difference between Leonard in that lineup, on the, in that defense, in the mix, in that scheme that they run, which is a pretty, to be honest, they have some really good cornerbacks. They have an exceptional cornerback. Um, but they play a heavy zone. Uh, they're they're going to wait for you to make mistakes. They did a good job. But the difference between Leonard and that game, the two games he's missed, I think, is about equivalent to seven or eight points per game. And in the NFL, if one player makes seven or eight, now I'm not saying he makes all the difference, Gabe, but because in my charts, you know, if you're missing a starting quarterback, you're lucky if the line's adjusted four, five, six points. Depends on the quarterback, obviously, but but no player's worth that much. Uh, I like the I like the Colts. Everything about the Colts I like, except for Philip Rivers. And if yeah, you depend on Philip Rivers taking the promised land, then yeah. Well, if you if you're depending on him taking the promised land, then you're probably in trouble. This is a guy that, that while you love his competitiveness, right? You love his heart. And how much he wants to compete, he doesn't have the arm strength necessary to to throw an out. And if you can't throw a simple five, six yard out in the NFL, uh, with that being a pick six, then then you're then listen, you can compete with some of the lesser the less thans in the league, but you're not going to compete with uh, tough defenses and good offenses. Now let let me rattle off the teams that the Colts have played. They opened up the season with the Jaguars and they lost, but they played the Jags. Right. They beat the Vikings in week two. Uh, they beat the Jets in week three. Um, they beat the Bears. All right. You know, I don't want to give them credit. That's their best win of the season. Um, then they went to Cleveland. They lost uh, by nine points. And then they got all they can handle from the Bengals. Like, they've literally played, like, dregs and, you know, like, bottom of the barrel, bottom feeders. They played the Jets, the Jags, the Bengals, and the, the Colts. So, don't be. Let's not be fooled about how good they are. They can be good, but Phillip Rivers is that bad. Uh, oh, they got some serious fireworks going out there. I don't know what the hell's in this movie they're doing, but whatever. <laughs> See, like, boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Tony, the other night, right after the Dodgers won the World Series, there was fireworks going out. I'm thinking, man, there's a pretty hardcore Dodger fan out there. <laughs> but now they were filming a movie. Right. But uh, I'm taking the Detroit Lions, Tony. Give me the Lions. Give me the three. Defend yeah. the den. I'll take the under. You take the Lions. I, I like the under in this game. Uh, even with even with Detroit's defense being, especially the secondary being pedestrian, uh, I'll take the under because I believe that uh, I, I believe Detroit will will they they see they know Philip Rivers. You know what to do to keep this game low. You run the football and you make any throw the football. It's going to be a low scoring game. I tell you what, this is a classic teaser spot too, guys. Give me the Detroit Lions on a teaser up to plus ten. All right, uh, in your backyard, although they're playing on the road, but your hometown team. 
uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, plus two and a half. This is one of these short numbers this week in the NFL. Uh, l- less than a field goal here. Cleveland, minus two and a half. I'm surprised the number's are a little higher. I don't know. Is this, an, is this an overreaction because Odell Beckham's not there? You talked about Darius. A lot of guys are out this week. Joe Mixon's going to be out again. Aaron Jones going to be out again. But, of course, Odell Beckham is out. What kind of impact does OBJ out uh, have on Cleveland, in your opinion? Well, he doesn't. He, you know, he's averaging six targets uh, a week. He's not even been. A, he has had very little impact, uh, be it good or bad, for this for this Cleveland Browns team. And Gabe, this this game being in Cleveland, the first thing you look at and prepare all your listeners, at least give them warning or, or prepare them to start checking weather, because this is a this is a rain in the morning, showers in the afternoon game, snow mixing in late because it's supposed to drop from fifty to forty. It'll be and we still sticks, but winds 25 to 35 miles an hour, chance of rain 90% all day and quarter of an inch. This could have gusts up to 40 miles an hour. So who does this hurt? Does this hurt Cleveland? Does it hurt LA? Uh, Cleveland loves to run the football. The Raiders can't stop the run. They're probably going to be without Jacobs in the backfield. And who they've won and who, uh, who they've beaten this year, Gabe, uh, they've done it in unusual Raiders fashion. Carr is the king of check down. Really, the, uh, he's the king of checkdown since Alex Smith got hurt because Alex was the king of checkdown. But the Raiders had no speed, speed at, to wide out at the outside position. So the rookie, Riggs, has added something to this the mix a little bit. However, 25, 35-mile-an-hour winds don't, are not conducive to throwing the ball long. I like where you're going with that, too. I think Cleveland will be able to pound the rock and grind out a win at less than a field goal spot here. Cleveland is a team I'm interested in when I'm getting points with them, and I don't mind laying a short number uh, like uh, this as well. Uh, so it's two and a half in that game. L.A. Rams, West Coast team. Um, interesting number. We brought up the stat earlier uh, on game time decisions uh, tonight. And uh, the Rams, 7-1, and one, guys. 7-1, and one, their last East Coast early start time games. So you always hear that narrative, oh, West Coast team starting an early early start on Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, whatever. The Rams are seven and one the last eight times in this spot, and the Rams are eleven and five their last sixteen games on the road against the spread. It, it really is amazing. People that want to criticize Jared Goff and this and that, and and even I've been critical of McVay. The thing is with the Rams, they're an efficient football team. You don't want to be laying a ton of points with them, but man, they've been they've been road warriors. These guys. We'll get Tony Finn's thoughts on the Rams. We're gonna go rapid fire through every game on the board. I promise. International Football League. Get you all the trends uh, as well. There's some of our thoughts in Best Bats College before we're done. Portrait late night. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. 
So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. The late night anger management class continues. Uh, great stuff uh, with Tony Finn talking NFL football. Let's keep the party uh, going on the Friday night free show. Shout out to everyone in SoCal, the mightier 1090 uh, this evening uh, tuning in. Uh, one of our many radio affiliates, Tony Finn, Wager Talk. Check him out on uh, Wager Talk TV over at uh, YouTube, wagertalk.com, uh, etc. So we're talking NFL. Let's keep it uh, going so we can get to every uh, game. We we're talking about the Browns and the Raiders down to two and a half right now. The spread, uh, unless if this was four and a half or five, I wouldn't be interested. But basically, we just need Cleveland to win this uh, football game. And I do think they're, they are going to be effective running the ball. So uh, Tua makes his debut for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, L.A. Rams, we were talking as I was going into the break about the Rams and how good they are on the road, uh, Tony. 11-5 and five against the spread, their last 16 road tilts. 7-1 and one against the spread on the East Coast. What's your take on this Rams and uh, Tua debut? Well, there's a couple. I could be contrary to those numbers. Those numbers are great, and, and you're right. Not only have uh, the, not only the people fade the Rams, they used to fade Seattle a long time when they when they travel west east. But Pete Carroll's figured that out too, and, and they've been really good, uh, whether it be early window or late window. But um, this is a, this is classic matchup. You got a rookie quarterback Tua who hasn't started, and which is there's going to be a lot of people surprised as as well as Fitzpatrick has played, and the and and the uh, and the Finns have played the last couple of weeks. But uh, it is what it is. It's time. It's time to get him in there. Fitzpatrick's not the future. Obviously, no no one's future. But uh, I mean, the yeah. Dolphins are four zero off buys the last four years too. Uh, my, Brian Florence regime has been pretty good. It's Tua time. Um, this is a Rams team that's flipped. You know, flip the script, and we both know we've. You and I have both been hard on McVeigh. I, I I question a lot of things he's done, and a lot of times the front office done. But to make this a quick fire, uh, this is a really a pretty good spot for the Dolphins. But I sure like the Rams. I'm I'm not on this game. If you put a gun to my head, I'll probably take the Dolphins in the points here. Right, uh, let me say one more thing, Gabe, and that is listen. One more thing, real quickly, and that is the one thing I didn't tell you is this. This is the first time the Rams have gone from from the west to the east, off a Monday night football game. And historically, Westers going Easters, 12-14-1 against the spread, 2,000. And that's off a Monday night football game. And consistency has been an issue. Like, the Rams will look like world beaters one game, and then you get the bad Jared Goff and the bad play calling from Sean McVay. But, um, yeah, tough game. It's a fun game. That's what makes it tough. It's like a fight, right? Whenever a fight, you can make an argument for both guys. That's what makes it interesting, and that's what makes it bettable, right? Or that's that's what you know. You they get action on both sides, 
And the book is definitely going to get action on both sides of this football game. There's going to be people who want to be part of Tua's debut, and there's going to be people who want to bet against Tua. And I've heard both. I've heard both angles that, oh, you can't trust. This is too tough. This defense, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and all that stuff. And then, you know, you get the, well, it's the, the short week. Rams going on the road. Um, so it's three points. Totals of 45 and a half. What's your opinion on uh, the tempo of this game or the pace? Does it turn into a track meet or it kind of feels like it shouldn't be, but it's a low number at 45 and a half. The odds makers are thinking that it's not going to be a shootout. I don't think it shouldn't be. Two should be, they should be, Florida should be fairly conservative here, shouldn't he? Right? He should hand the ball off as much as possible, put two in a good position. And the Rams don't. They Rams, that's what they want to do. The Rams want to pound, want to ground and pound you to death. Uh, with yep. their young backs, I I play under. That's my thing with McVeigh. I don't have a problem with McVeigh. I, I think he's a very very good coach. I really do. I think he's a even yeah. great's a strong word, but he's a very very good coach. My deal though, every week is when they when he's on national television, they talk about him like he's this you know innovator like Bill Walsh was or something. And dude, they had yeah, their offense was flashy three years ago, Tony. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then they scored three yeah, points yeah. in the Super yeah. Bowl. And ever since then, and now, yeah. and, you know, their offense was anemic last year. And now this year, I actually like what he's done. But I'm just tired of hearing about how he's an offensive genius. He hands the ball off all the time. They're not flashy at all. They run play action, and they hand the freaking ball off like 60% of the time now. Right? So welcome, yeah, I'm just welcome, tired of hearing this, welcome this to genius the guru stuff. Yeah. I agree. Welcome to the NFL to meet Mr. Donald. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I like the Rams, but you know, it wouldn't shock me if the Rams won by three. So it's one of those deals. All right, so Green Bay Packers, yep. uh, Minnesota Vikings. This game, this number is interesting because normally I'm I'm, a, I'm an underdog better more than a favorite guy, Tony. But Minnesota are bad. You know, Minnesota are bad. They don't have a pass rush. They traded their best pass rusher. And they get Green Bay. I know it's a division game. What What do you make of this one? Uh, Vikings getting six right now. Well, it's going to be about 35 degrees up in Wisconsin, Green Bay. Winds 25 to 35 miles an hour. Occasional gusts, again, of 40 in that area. All those games in that area, that's what you're going to have wind-wise, which is counter to what Green Bay does well, obviously, and what, they, what he did well against Minnesota in week one, right? Uh, attack those young uh, defensive backs. And in this situation, there's the reason the line, I think, is what it is. Uh, I think they had a really good idea that something was announced today, and that's Aaron Jones is not going to play. And, def- and Green Bay has some issues entry-wise, but so does Minnesota. And the, the, here's the, they destroyed Minnesota in week one, and we talked about this in the preseason. Uh, is, what's, who is Minnesota going to be? Well, this is who they are. Things haven't changed very much from, from week one. So we, could, we could possibly toss that game one out the window or to the curb. If if things showed if Minnesota showed anything differently or Green Bay regressed in some form other than Tampa Bay, Green Bay's a scoring machine. They're a scoring machine. Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulders. They don't like that they that the, the organization drafted Love in the first round. He doesn't like that a bit. And he's not a guy that comes out and screams at the top of his lungs and whines. Uh, uh, he, you know, money money pays the bills. And uh, if you if you believe in Aaron Rodgers, you're on Aaron Rodgers, you're on the Green Bay here against a Minnesota team that just can't stop anybody minus the touchdown. You know what blows my mind? Because I'm a big Mike Zimmer fan, although this, you know, the wheels have fallen off completely. Um, I'm a yeah. big Zimmer fan, and you know we've made so much money over the years 
betting Mike Zimmer in non-division games, right? That that was the bread and butter. Right? Not in non-division games, Mike Zimmer was money. I can't believe this this number that I came across with Mike Zimmer. Uh 118 and 1. The Minnesota Vikings are 118 and 1 in outdoors games against teams with a winning record. 316 yeah. and 1 yeah. against That's- the spread. 316 and 1 against the spread. The last 19 times the Vikings played outdoors against the team with a winning record. They've won once. That's Kirk Cousins too. Like wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's insane. Like, I can't even believe that's real. Like, but like that's incredible. If I was if I was in quarantine and in a cave uh for a couple of years and I came out and you told me you gave me those numbers, I'd have I'd get an erection. I said, Let's go, let's go to the window. Let's let's go let's go, <laughs> let's go bet. Let's go fade the let's go fade the Vikings. Me too. I'm, as in my mind, I'm thinking I was like mental no is as I was talking, you know, part of the brain's thinking to myself, I'm like Mental note, yeah, 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 hammer the Packers in every money line parlay this week. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> get, get, get in on that uh, right there. And, you know, listen, if the Minnesota Vikings were good, Tony, they'd be getting three and a half, four points in this game. <laughs> and I'd be like, all right, let's, you know, make an argument, division rivals. The Vikings are really good. They're not. Yeah. It's clear the Kirk Cousins signing was a mistake. It is what it is. They're stuck with them for another year. Um, you know, by NFL standards, he doesn't even really make that much. He only got like an eighty-four million dollar deal or something like that. But there, you know, it was a mistake to sign him. The wheels have fallen off. The thing that shocks me the most about Minnesota, Tony, is that Mike Zimmer is such a great defensive mind and a great defensive coach. Shocking to me that the Vikings' defense is as bad as it is. It is. It, this is. It's. It's amazing how how important. The defensive secondary is in football, especially to a guy that, even to a genius, even to an Einstein, a defensive Einstein, you still have to have talent out there. You can't, you can only make so many adjustments, yeah, especially exactly. in the environment we're living in, right? This, this NFL is, if tie go to the off, ties go to the offense. If, if a defensive back farts, Gabe, it's pass interference. So <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, it's a, takes a brave man uh, to step in front of an, a, an and playing under and step in front of some of these teams and over it's it's it is dreadfully dangerous and and again you still have to have talent to win in the NFL I don't have care how good you go you can hang around but but in truth uh Gabe our boy Minnesota hasn't even hung around uh I like that uh, Tony yeah you know what it takes um uh, it takes bravery as well, I think, to, to hang around uh, somebody's offensive lineman after they've let one go, Tony. <laughs> but that's that, that's another oh, story. I agree. Uh, uh, the New England Patriots. And, you know, a good example is, you know, what you talked about. So Zimmer, they almost outthought themselves, the GM with the defense. They go with a bunch of young kids in the secondary. I guess they overestimated the talent. This year has been just a pass-happy, you know, pass-killer league. So everything's played against them. But I said the same thing about Bill Belichick, actually, Tony. I think you'll understand this. Bill Belichick's a genius. He's great. And we hear this stuff. Oh, he's no, he can't win without Tom Brady now. And that's not the case. But Bill Belichick, the GM, hasn't done Bill Belichick, the coach, any favors. <laughs> and it's the same thing in, like, San Antonio. Greg Popovich runs everything, but it's like, you know, and then it'll win. It's like, because Papa, I can coach anything. I can coach anyone up. And it's caught up. That's just the Patriots thing. It's not that, oh, they don't have Tom Brady. They don't have a lot of guys. Eight guys opted out due to COVID. They don't have any talent. They don't have any wide receivers. 
They got a bunch of, you know, they got a bunch of running backs. And no one's really a, a pure number one. They're kind of a mess. And they're getting the Buffalo Bills right now. Belichick hadn't lost three games in a row in 18 years. Uh, so now he's lost three games in a row. Uh, they've owned Buffalo. He's 30 and three against the Buffalo Bills, man. 30 and three, guys. <laughs> Straight up. And we'll get Finn's thoughts, and we're going to blast through the rest of the NFL on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. news for you. I know, Marge. I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Who? Boo! Honey. The X is for extreme. There is no XFL this year. The league folded. Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. Sportridge late night. I am Renzi. A Friday Night Freak Show, Tony Finn kicking with us. We're going uh, game by game, NFL football. It's hard to believe, but it's already week eight. And as Bill Parcell said, you are what your record says you are. So we're talking about the Buffalo Bills, talking about those crazy numbers. Uh, Bill Belichick, 30-3, and the <laughs> last 33 games against the Buffalo Bills. One of them was with Jacoby Brissett. Another one, they started Tom Brady in the first half, was the last game of the year. I remember it was years ago. They started Tom Brady in the, in the first half at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo wasn't making the playoffs, and uh, the Patriots were, but they still started Brady. And then they pulled Brady at the half, and they put Jimmy G in, and the Bills beat him. And there was one other time the Bills actually beat Brady. Like, there was like a clean one win. like <laughs> one clean win against, uh, against uh, Brady. So they haven't had a lot of success against this team. I don't really care who the quarterback is. The Buffalo Bills need to win this game. The Patriots, 11 straight division titles. They've owned them. They've owned the division. They've owned the Bills. It's a big game for the Buffalo Bills. They're laying four points, Tony. What's your take on this one? You know, I don't. I hate putting so much drama and so much weight into one game, a, a team or a player or a coach or a quarterback beating another player, coach, quarterback, yada, 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 you know, et cetera, et cetera. But for, listen, this, is a, this would be a narrative you and I – five years ago, and you've been doing this a couple weeks, this show, uh, that we would be saying, well, guess what? Here it is. This is the spot for Bill Belichick. They're down, they're out, they're facing a division rival. They've dominated. You have no choice. You have to take the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Except this team, this is no longer the dynasty that that they yeah. had with number 12. They, it's That's just what not. I thought last week, Tony. Away, and I don't think. And yeah. I took them. I yeah, blindly you know. bet them. Oh, I got to take them three weeks in a row. They haven't lost three games in a row in 18 years. Right. Belichick, oh, right. they've got a full week of practice and all that stuff. You're right. But it's almost it's, it's it, scary it, betting against them, isn't it? You know, if the Patriots run the ball is. successfully, the Bills are going to have a problem. And the Patriots do have good young backs. And you know Belichick's going to know this. He's just going to try to pound the ball and keep the ball out of Buffalo's hands here. But I, I like what I saw from Buffalo's defense tightening things up. I think Buffalo's defense, Tony, can get exposed more by good passing teams, which New England are not. 
it's a here's the deal. There's a severe, a significant gap in talent between these two teams. It, it's far larger than the line indicates. And and for what it's worth to anyone listening, there's still a public factor to the to the Patriots. And this is the year you take advantage of that. Eventually, the line, eventually the books are going to adjust. I mean, in particular, you're right. The Patriots shown absolutely zero ability to pass the ball. They rank seventh. And if you like football outsiders and you do the DVOA, for instance, the DVOA, they're seventh ranked in rushing, 30th in passing. And that makes it pretty tough to come back from any deficit in the second half, which is which is really problematic for this team, considering that they're, they rank 31st in offense DVOA in the first half of games. This is a game the Bills should be seven-point favorites. And had they not fumbled or faltered their way the last three weeks. Let's be honest, they haven't played very well. Allen's had a little bit of a hiccup here and there, but I really like this kid. I like this Bills team. And if you're not on the Bills this game, then there's two reasons. There are only two reasons you're not on the Bills. One is because you you, you can't bet against Belichick. And two is, who the hell believes Bill Belichick's going to lose four games in a row, right? Exactly. And I don't know if it's good synergy here, but um, Wyoming, big winners tonight. Josh Allen, Wyoming Cowboys over Hawaii, Tony. Yes. Yes, I was on that. That was one of my games tonight. It was Wyoming. I mean, how, how do you, so how do you run an up? How, how do you up-tempo? I, mean, I Listen, I, I'm all, I like Hawaii. But when they're on the mainland and they're at 7,300 feet, Gabe, and you're running an up-tempo offense, basically a run-and-gun shoot offense, the as ground. Hawaii does, you're exactly right. And, and it's 35 degrees, which... Well, I don't. I don't even live in Hawaii. Uh, I live in Vegas, which is just—it's harder. But I still—I want nothing to do with 35 degrees when I'm 18 years old. Come on, <laughs> Tony Finn in Las Vegas kicking with us. Wager talk. Um, all right. So just to recap, I actually like the NFL card uh, this week. Doesn't mean I'm going to be successful, uh, but I do like it. Uh, we're yeah. talking that so far. Detroit Lions. I like the Lions uh, plus the three. Uh, the Browns minus the two and a half. The Rams minus three. Packers minus the six. Bills minus the four. Now, this next one, the New York Jets, they're getting 19 and a half. I'm sure you guys over Wager Talk have crunched the numbers, and Ralph Michaels is a numbers king. Um, so, last yeah. 10 times, an NFL team has gotten 17 points. The underdog is 7 and 3. Going back to 1996, it's happened 20 times. This is the 21st time. So, it's happened 20 times since 1996. Uh, the team has uh, been 17 point underdogs or more, or we should say a team has been favored by 17 or more. Either way, the underdog guys, 7-3 and three against the spread the last 10 times, and the last 20 times, 15-5 uh, and five against the spread. So the old blind bet with getting 17-plus has been successful, but it is the Jets and it is the Chiefs. My theory for this game, Tony, is, you know, wait for the end game, let KC get a 14-17-0 lead, 21-0 or whatever, and then jump in on the Jets at, like, plus 35, right? Jump in on the Jets at plus 35. How are you approaching this game if you are betting it? What's your take on this one? I'm not, but I, I've looked and looked, and I like your I like that angle a lot, the in-game live. If if you're going to play this game, why? first off, Mahomes has thrown more than two touchdown passes only two games this year, weeks one, week three. And in truth, as bad as the Jets have been, Opposing quarterbacks are throwing 10%, 10 to 12%, depending on how you look at it, how you do your math, 10 to 12% less 
against the Jets than the league average, and 31% more touchdowns on the ground. Why? Because they've been so bad, teams have just been running the clock in the second half, right? Uh, what's the difference here? You got you have a Le'Veon Bell that just came over from the Jets two weeks ago, and you're probably if if this game plays out like you just suggested, uh, then what's stopping Mahomes from handing the ball off to Le'Veon Bell or tossing the ball to him, uh, you know, out of the back on some basically it's checkdowns and letting Bell get his 20, 25 touches, which he's dying to do, and I better believe you've got to believe that he's dying to do it against the Jets, don't you? Yeah, I don't think he'll get that many. Uh, but I think he's going to get a touchdown. They're going to want to feed. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're going to they're want to feed him a touchdown. Yeah, they don't want to feed him a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the total's forty nine in this game. Kind of thinking about yeah. the under too. If the Jets don't score, this isn't college, but, right? KC's not going to run the score up too much. I mean, let's say they win. You know what? Um, that's the whole thing. No, it's tough to like thirty eight. No yeah, it's hard to take the Jets. Like even at the nineteen and a half. That's why I'm stating. You're getting 19 and a half, guys. So if KC scores first, which they will, boom, it'll be 7 nothing. Suddenly the in-game number is going to be 24 and a half, 25 and a half. Bam. They score again. Next thing you know, you're getting 30 plus, right? 32 and a half, 33 and a half. In an NFL game, guys, like just think about that. It's only going to take two scores to get this point spread into the 30s. And then it's hard not to want to take the Jets at plus 34 and a half, plus 33 and a half. That's, you know, that that's my word of advice. So uh, let's blast through this because time's always flies. Pittsburgh Steelers are now getting four and a half. Everyone I talk to, oh, Baltimore, you know, Pittsburgh, they're not that great, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. I don't think – I think Baltimore are overrated personally. I don't think Baltimore are that great. I think Baltimore are bullies, and I like this line movement up to four and a half right now. I wish Bush was playing, but he isn't. He's out, so it is what it is. But, you know, up to four and a half, I'm interested. And it's a good teaser spot for me, in my opinion. You know, Detroit Lion plus 10, Pittsburgh Steelers plus 11 and a half teaser. But uh, what, what's your take on the Steelers and, and, and the Ravens? I like the four and a half. Well, it quick and quickly, the look headline on this was Baltimore minus six. And it, did, and it didn't open there. There's some, there were some ghost lines that opened that. It went down to three and a half quickly, which is probably more. I think that's right. I think that's about the right line. But here's, here's the deal. And that is that when you put, you, you want to put, here's how you beat Baltimore. You put him in third and long. You make Lamar Jackson throw the football. Who is the best in the NFL against the run on first down? The Pittsburgh Steelers, under three yards a carry. Lamar Jackson, in dis- down in distances, is beatable. i take the Pittsburgh on the points here. All right, we agree. Uh, Tennessee Titans laying seven on the road. Total 51 and a half. Uh, what do you make of this game? I don't know. We'll keep around on the weather here. I feel like there could be some points uh, on the board here. Tennessee scores. It will. Cincinnati tries to play catch up, but you know I don't really like this game. I like these other ones more. This one didn't jump off the screen at me. 30, 20 to 30 mile an hour winds. This is one of those games. 40 mile an hour gusts, 50 degrees, yeah. temps falling near 40 before the end of the game. Uh, it's really tough for, for Burroughs to be throwing the ball downfield, so you're going to see a lot of Henry, aren't you? Um, I pl- I like the over and in this no game. Mix it. I-, I thought the weather would improve. It's tough. It's tough to play the over in forty mile an hour winds. Yeah, you're right. Like if, if the weather, that's why I brought the weather too. Far they are. If this game yeah, is in right. nice weather, right. if it's earlier I, I, and there's not, we hammer the over. But they, like you said, and no, jo- no, 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 Joe Mixon for Cincinnati either. Correct. Correct. It is. It's. This is as bad as. Listen, I think Tennessee is. I played Pittsburgh big last week. 
Gabe, and for many, many reasons, mostly because Tennessee defensively, they're horrendous. But so is Cincinnati. You're supposed to love the over. You can't hear. Uh, it's hard not to bet Tennessee on that short number on the road. It's a short number for Tennessee in this situation. All right, Tony, we'll go even quicker right now. Rapid fire. Uh, Chargers-Broncos, intriguing game. I'm intrigued by this Charger team, but now you got Herbert going on the road here. I assume, like, you know, the weather as well. I know it's been snowing all week and it's cold uh, in Denver. What do you make of this one? Chargers laying three. I like it. I like Herbert, okay? Uh, they've won two games this year. Now they're on the road at mile high. Lane points, hard to do it, but I'm still taking If I'm playing here, it's Chargers minus three. You know what's crazy? It's you're, you're, I feel the same way, Tony. It's like, I know this is crazy, but I think the Chargers win. And it's yeah. like, how come we're not getting three? It's like the odds makers know. Like, we That's should right. be getting three. Right, Tony? You know what I mean? Like, when I saw three sort of briefly, I'm Absolutely. like, yeah, hey, yeah, Chargers plus three. I like that. I like that. Give me the Chargers plus next. It's like, no, no, no. You're laying three. It's like, why? Why are they doing yeah. this to us? <laughs> well, because Denver, Denver's just not very good. Bottom line. They're not very good. Saints are five-and-a-half-point favorites right now against the Bears. I've lost five straight Bear games, four against Tony, so I'll just uh, refer to you here. What are you doing with this one? Well, every all six games with the Saints have gone over the total. It really hasn't been close, Gabe. We're talking about an average differential of almost 10 points over the oddsmakers total. Low number, Again, two, 42 and a half. Whether it's Soldier Field. Soldier Field with 25-mile-an-hour wins – where the ball goes to die on field goals. It's hard to play the over here. I, I want to desperately play the over. I can't because of the weather. You still, the Saints are better without Thomas. Thomas isn't going to play. They're still better without Thomas than the Bears uh, if you only give them three downs to make a first down instead of four. Take the Saints. Oh, it's C- CFL style. Yeah, you're talking CFL now. I like Seattle minus the two and a half, and this is another <laughs> number where it feels like a trap. It's like, why is it only two and a half? I get it. Blah, blah, blah. Shanahan and San Francisco still have a million injuries. I know they're they're they still like I said they're healthier than they were, but they still have a million injuries. Less than thirty seconds here. Am I crazy? I'm taking Seattle to bounce back. The minus two and a half only. No, no, no. no. Real quickly, Fortnite they struggled against mobile quarterbacks. It's a small sample this year, obviously, uh, but they're giving up almost thirty points a game in the four matches against Russell Wilson, Kyrie, uh, Kyler Murray, et cetera, et cetera. Compared to seventeen and a half, they've given up every other. Seattle minus a small number for certain, Gabe. All right, hang on, uh, Tony. Uh, we got one more NFL game. If you think about a college game you want to share with us, we'll appreciate it. Uh, Tony Finn with us. We'll wrap up on the other side. I'll share a blast uh, through some pick for you as well. Let's do this thing. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. All right, we got the three-minute warning here. Another rapid-fire 120 minutes. Uh, quickest 120 minutes in sports talk radio. Sports Rage Late Night. Tony Finn, Wager Talk. Cool enough to be kicking it with us every Friday night. Uh, check him out online. Uh, go over to YouTube for the videos. Uh, Wager Talk TV. Check out wagertalk.com. And you can uh, follow uh, Tony on Twitter at Tony Finn Wager Talk. Uh, all right, Tony. So 
Um, last NFL game here, we should know too. It looks like Allen Robinson's going to be out for uh, for the Bears. I think he is. Um, I, so I don't want to hundred percent that he's definitely out, but I believe he's he's going to be out. Um, Cowboys, Ben DiNucci time. James Madison, <laughs> Ben DiNucci <laughs> getting eleven points right now. Just quickly on this train wreck of a game, Tony. Uh, uh, no question. Cowboys offense to struggle with energy, as you said, but here's the deal. The defense still stinks. I'm going to go over, believe it or not. I'm playing the over 43 and a half. Ooh, I like it. I like the bold. I like betting these low overs, um, um, in, in the NFL. Yep. All right. So college football, I spent, we spent some time with Steve Merrill in, in the first hour talking college football. Um, what are you looking at? What's a game or two that uh, you can share with us, Tony? Well, quickly, I don't know if you spoke about UNLV here locally for us, uh, Nevada. It comes no, we didn't in. get this to that one. Wolfpack team that, uh, okay, Air Raid. It's got, it, listen, we were both on Wyoming. Yeah, we've only got about the a minute and a half, too. Almost five, okay, 500 yards. Carson Strong's career day. Take Nevada, lay the 14, and expect them to win by 30. UNLV like- loses by 30 to Nevada. Yeah, the Free Montana. I like where you're going with this. The first game in a stadium, revenge spot for Nevada. I like yeah. what I saw from Nevada's offense yeah. last week. And you guys just saw Wyoming. Just you know, Wyoming's not bad. They put up 38 tonight again, and um, and Nevada handled them. I- I'm going to be betting the over the Central Florida Houston game uh, down to 80 and a half right now. I'm interested in that number. I'm going to be pulling the trigger on uh, Rutgers uh, as well. Uh, Tony Finn, wager talk. Great stuff as always, Tony. May the winners be yours. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. Ohio State, guys. Ohio State rolls Penn State. The game's going to go over the number two. Except one thing, check this weather stuff. I don't like overreacting with weather, but wind is the problem, and it seems to be a pretty windy weekend. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.